0: You're listening to the More to Life Podcast. In each episode, we'll talk with authors and artists about what happened in their life, where they are now, and how they can help you, while ultimately pointing you to the author of life, Jesus. As guests share their stories, we hope that you'll discover purpose and meaning to all of the moments in your life, whether they be messy, mundane, or monumental. In other words, we hope you'll find More to Life. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the more to life podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and I'm your co host Brooke. Our guest on this episode is Tina Yeager. Now we could share a little bio about Tina to introduce her. But a big part of what she writes about is identity. In fact, the first chapter in her book is called Hello, My Name Isn't. So Tina, for someone who hasn't had the pleasure of meeting you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? I am a licensed mental health counselor. I'm currently practicing as a life
1: coach, however, and I am an author and speaker, and I also run a podcast myself called Flourishment, how to live the life you were meant to so you
2: can flourish. So as a licensed counselor, how does that affect you being an author?
1: It actually does inform a lot of the content that I work on in nonfiction and fiction because it shows that my heart is to help people be heroes of the adventure story that God has for them. And part of that can be healing. Part of that can be optimizing your well-being. I
0: don't think I mentioned the name of your book, but it's called Beautiful Warrior. And it empowers women to break free from insecurities. And that seems to be like a topic that a lot of women struggle with, no matter where they're coming from. And sometimes it amazes me that Women who seem to have everything going for them will really struggle with feeling like they're not enough. Um, Is that something that you've come across? Absolutely. It's
1: something that I personally struggled with. And then as a counselor, I saw every single woman that came into my office dealt with shame issues, insecurity issues, wondering if she's enough and wondering about her identity and purpose in Christ.
2: So what happened in your life that made you realize that you needed to write a book about self-esteem and why did you title it Beautiful Warrior? Well, the title was something we wrestled with.
1: My original title was Unlovable because that was how I felt for so many years. I was that weird kid that nobody related to growing up. And as an adult, I still kind of struggled, especially in young adulthood from teenage years, all the way up into early adulthood. I struggled with an eating disorder for about eight years. It was that I struggled actively with that eating disorder, just wishing that I could belong, wishing that I could feel accepted and lovable and never quite feeling like I was enough. And then when I had attained enough healing in my relationship and journey with the Lord through this. I was able to realize that so many women needed this message and the Lord called me to write about how to relate to himself and how to relate to ourselves and how to relate to one another. And one of the key pieces of that is how we feel about ourselves.
0: Some of the chapter titles um, in your book uh, include the comparison trap or the myth of human approval and a frenemy's lies. Do you want to explain a little about what you mean by the frenemy's lies? I'm kind of curious about that one.
1: Well, we are supposed to be our own best friend, right? And in Christ, if we're receiving the grace of God and really experiencing his love, we will have that confidence that our self-esteem is based on. It's more like a Christ-centered self-esteem and value of who we are. And so we should be our own best friend. We should be the one that gets ourselves up and reminds ourselves that it's for the love of God and because of the love of God that we reach out and love to others. But when we are receiving the enemy's lies as our own self-talk and we're putting ourselves down constantly, we become our worst enemy instead of our own best friend. And so it's kind of like having a frenemy, somebody who's always present with you and should be your friend and yet is constantly betraying and sabotaging you. And that is yourself. Mm,
0: that's good. I like that confidence.
2: That's really yeah. cool.
0: Where'd, where'd you come up with that? I couldn't even tell you, I might have heard it
1: somewhere else. I can't really be sure that I can claim that as my own concept.
0: (laughs) No, I love it though. It's a good point. Instead of relying on yourself, you're relying on God.
2: But yeah, the, when you talked about hearing the lies from yourself, like that just speaks truth to me because there's so many lies in this world and what we listen to and we should be just listening to the word of God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How do you persevere in the midst of struggle with your self-doubt?
1: Well, you have to center yourself in the truth in order to combat a lie and replace that lie with God's truth. So knowing scripture that is going to really center you in that truth of who God says you are, like, for example, Psalm 139 is one of my favorite ones for that because it talks about how God created us before we were even born. He created us in our mother's womb and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And just knowing that God created every detail of who we are in his image and for good works, as Ephesians 2.10 says to do we were created in christ jesus to do good works that god prepared in advance for us to do so god is always there with us knitting us together for a purpose and we are beautifully made because he is a beautiful artisan and so keeping those truths centered in us and at first when you're replacing those lies you need to constantly Combat every time that comes in your mind, take it captive and replace it with God's truth and say, no, I am not going to agree with the enemy. I'm going to agree with my creator.
0: Wait, you talked a little bit about your struggle. Where do you feel like you're at with things now?
1: It's always the same things that he continues to attack us with this enemy of ours. So it's a constant battle, but I recognize it faster and I have the tools now to respond to it appropriately, instead of believing it and soaking in it and allowing it to defeat me and slow me down and keep me from my purpose, I can recognize it and do battle against it. And I think another important thing is knowing that you have people to pray with you and for you in this battle that we're in for our identity and self-esteem. Make sure that you're centered in the word of God and in the family of God. Mm -hmm. Very true.
2: That's
0: good. So you mentioned a couple things there, just kind of being aware of your struggles, having a support group um, or people who can support you. Are there any other ways that God has helped you stand firm um, against those esteem attacks?
1: Well, he has encouraged me to stay centered in certain spiritual disciplines and practices and starting my day with scripture and meditation and prayer is essential to centering my mindset where it needs to be. Now, I don't have the same amount of time every single day. Some days I'm in more of a hurry to get things going. I may have overslept. I might be running late, but I don't completely skip that because it's kind of like skipping all the food that you need for the whole day. If you don't eat spiritually and drink spiritually to begin your day you have nothing to run on so it's super important to do that so that's something that the lord has helped me with and reminding me to to schedule regular doses and experiences of extra inspiration, like worship, or like even going to the mountains and experiencing his presence more deeply. So those are the things that help me stay centered, and also looking for people who need to hear what the Lord is teaching me. Mm -hmm. So reaching out and pouring that out kind of completes your learning as well.
2: So you have given us like great advice throughout this whole podcast. I'm not going to lie, but what would you give to your listeners who feel like they're not being a good mom or a good wife or a, a good, because it just feels like you have given advice about being a good Christian or a good believer, but what about like what we put on on ourselves?
1: So our specific roles and our specific purposes, God calls us to different things in different seasons. And we always say, God won't give you more than you can handle, but that is actually not true. God will always call you to something just beyond your own ability that only you and he can handle together in his strength and power. So I will tell you, I have come to that place so many times where I've said, Lord, I'm just not enough. And he has said to me, you're right. You're not. But I am. And we need to remind ourselves that any time the enemy is accusing you of not being enough, you need to just tell him to talk to the hand and say, I know I'm not enough, but I don't have to be enough because I'm not in this by myself. And you talk to my big bad savior, my father, let me go get my daddy, you know, and go get your daddy, go get your father and have him come and represent you before the enemy and say, he's enough for me. He's enough for the both of us. He's enough for this role. And I don't have to be enough in my own strength. And that is where our Godfidence comes from.
0: Do you want to share a little bit more about your book? Why might a reader want to pick up a copy of it?
1: I think so many women, mothers, daughters, granddaughters are struggling with this issue of identity and esteem because this is part of the enemy strategy to destroy us and to destroy us from our relationships, because this doesn't just affect you. How you think about yourself affects how you think about God, and it impacts how you treat others. So you're not going to be able to love well if you're not able to first receive love and experience love and embrace the love that God has for you and yourself.
0: I'm a people pleaser, so (laughs) I (laughs) I need to remember that it's not about that. Well, if a listener wants to learn more about you or your projects, is there somewhere that they could go to find that information?
1: Sure. They can go to TinaYager.com and it's all there. And my last name
0: is spelled Y E A G E R. And if anyone would like to buy the book, we, they are available at their local Christian bookstore. We can also include a link in our notes
2: section. That'll take them directly to an online store. Well, thank you, Tina. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thank you so much, Brooke and Andrea. It has been my honor to share with
0: you and your audience today. Thanks for listening to the More to Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and join us again. We would also love for you to invite a friend and write a review, which helps others find our podcast. And for more encouraging stories and testimonies from authors and artists, you can also visit our website, mtlmagazine.com where we hope you'll find more to life.